The Express. Welcome back to The Express Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. On this episode, we open about all of the things God is putting on our hearts. We believe that sharing these vulnerable moments will help us grow in our calling together, as well as inspire y'all to do the same. I get into an eye-opening moment that God revealed to me one night. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to The Express Podcast. We are so excited uh, for this episode. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a change of pace from what we've been doing, not necessarily talking about sports or obviously have uh, somebody that we have on the show uh, was just kind of called to my attention. I feel like God was putting some things on my heart and wanted to basically just have a little bit of a more meaningful, deeper dive with one another about what God's put on our hearts, what he's trying to do in our lives. Uh, I have a crazy story from what I was happened. Say, Dansby texted us about some crazy story last night. Yeah, he said and, it's, and that it's kind of set good. the tone so, for for the episode. So I, I want to. We start, haven't heard it yet. I, yeah, this when you all hear it, it's the first yeah. time we're hearing it. So you're getting true reactions. So, I mean, just to kind of like good. recap, uh, this year's been crazy. Um, new city, uh, new team, new to marriage wife's injury like it's just been a hard year um and i've just learned a lot about myself good and bad uh this year and this season of life um really kind of personally struggled with just like anxiety again some depression stuff you know people may say i have everything but i still have my own battles and demons i have to fight um and just been really tough you know like i feel like i've struggled with a little bit of like identity issues, um, kind of like knowing who I really am. Uh, but like we talked about wanting to bring this podcast back because not only does it help us to talk with one another, it can help other people by hearing things that we have to offer people that we interview have on the podcast, whatever. So just been really struggling with that this off season. Um, it's been a, it's been a challenge, um, just going through it and so it's never fun going through it, trying to figure things out and, you know, more or less kind of putting on a smile just to get through, not get through each day, but I mean, it's been a little bit of a grind. Right. Like, so Armando, who is uh Mal and I's mental skills, therapist, wellness coach, puts on a bunch of different hats. Yeah, to go. Um, he was in town these past couple of days and we were just going through some stuff and I was kind of open enough about the same kind of thing well if you don't know about me i am a like i'm a really good writer i enjoy writing i uh, used to write like long almost like journal entries on my laptop at the time uh haven't really done it in a while um but god would always when i would do these things god would always either wake me up in the middle of the night or like wouldn't let me go to sleep so It'd been kind of happening the last couple of weeks, but I had not gotten up to go write everything that was on my heart and my mind. So last night we go upstairs to bed pretty early, like nine o'clock. I'm exhausted. Like yesterday was just a long day, super tired. And I was like, I need to get some sleep tonight. Like I need a long night of sleep because I can just tell I'm like running low. So we go up to bed early, of course, like, I'm not a great sleeper. Mal, like her head hits the pillow and she's like the happiest woman in the world. She's out. So I put my head on the pillow exhausted and like my brain is literally just like firing on all cylinders. So I'm like, all right, God, like I hear you. 
I hear your voice. Like I, I legitimately feel like I was hearing God's voice and I'm laying there and I'm like, all right, I need to go to sleep. Mm. So deep breath, some deep breaths, deep breath, trying to relax myself. I shut my eyes and this like really bright light flashes mm. and I like wake up kind of like a little bit startled, you know, like what on earth was that? Like the, we have the alarm console in our, uh, in our bedroom, but when it's armed, it's red. So it's not, it's not bright. Like, it's actually pretty yeah. dim. So I'm like, all right, like that's not it. And I'm like, something. I'm kind of like doing the whole, like, God, are you like, are you like signaling me? And so I literally, I said to myself, all right, if I shut my eyes again and I'm going to go back to sleep, if I shut my eyes again, this light reappears, I'm going to get up, close my eyes, bang, light. And I'm like, you know, like, <laughs> I guess I'm getting up. I got to get up. <laughs> I guess I'm getting but up. then I'm like, nah, you know, of course, like me being stubborn. I'm like, mm -mm. I'm going to try and go to sleep because I need to go to sleep. And I just hear God being like, check your phone. I'm like, all right, if I roll over <laughs> and I grab my phone and the digits add up to the number seven, which is obviously my number, but a holy complete number, I will get up and I will go downstairs and I will put everything that you, every thought that you've put into my head, I will put it on paper. On paper. Dog, I roll over, it's freaking 1033. Hmm. And I was like, one zero three three that's seven it's <laughs> yeah. good math so my yeah. butt gets up i was like man i don't want to wake mal up but i get up grab my phone go downstairs three pages later you know Dang. 30 minutes later three pages all done out just i've never been like so i've never like heard a god's voice like so clearly mm of what he was putting on my heart about the foundation that we're trying to create ideas surrounding it, how him kind of saying like, you've been called to more. I know you try and convince people that you're really normal, but I didn't make you normal. Like I didn't create you to be normal. I created you to be who I created you to be like, stop hiding the light that I've given you. Stop putting that under the bedside table, you know, like the mm. illustration in the Bible, like it's meant to, shine to shine so i i need you to start picking up like you're into the bargain mm. and because part of it too is sometimes i don't even know if people really fully understand me heck like sometimes i don't know if i fully understand me and i think at times we go through this process of if i'm not fully understanding me how is somebody else and why would i be vulnerable to somebody else or to other people about the true me if i can't even understand it but what I came to the realization of last night was if God's blessing me with these thoughts, then that's all that matters, right? Like he understands them because he's doing them and putting them in my heart mm -hmm. to be able to do. And so just got all this stuff listed out about foundation and like community and the importance of doing things to help enrich his kingdom and like, put my head back on the pillow with like the biggest smile, like most fulfilled feeling, like was able to relax and like hearing him say like, kind of like, I got you basically. Like, I know you need rest, but I got you. Yeah. 
you know, like even if you don't get, I'll get you that hour, back. 10 hours. Yeah. yeah like I'll get I got you that you. hour back. And it was so funny too. Cause I sent it to Mal. She's the only person that's read it. I sent it to her within, in an email and uh, attached it. And she woke up this morning. She checks her email like, dog. She checks her email like, like I check Falcons updates. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah, like it's she's like on it. email. It's like, yeah, she's on it. Clearing it. And so she read it this morning, and she just rolled over and just like embraced me, you know, and was just like super happy. And she was like, you know, what's funny because she loves like we obviously love going to bed together, but she loves like knowing that I'm there mm-hmm. and like having you know some physical touch, like just that she knows that I'm there. So when I get up, she's normally like kind of awake, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I was nervous to get up to wake her up because I didn't want her to like panic and you about me going downstairs. And you down there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, I'm telling you, like, because we laughed about this morning. God like put her back to sleep, dude. Because I could tell she was like kind of turned over to say something. And I literally think God was like, sleep. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> sleep. You're going to sleep. And dude, it was just like something that really came over me and was just like so amazing to kind of get out and knowing that God's going to take care of me and these things he's put on my heart. Like I just got to keep going and he's going to follow through. Like, I don't need to know the next step. I just need to know what's right now and entrusting everything else to him. So dude, I just, all those occurrences, I was like this, like this, this is not like, this can't be real. You know what I mean? It was, it was like one of the more special moments I've had in like, a true thing with God. And then to cap it all off when I was writing that thing, remember I sent y'all, uh, that yesterday was yesterday morning, which I, we send, we send Bible verses back and forth to each other, like a verse of the day. Mm -hmm. And my verse so happened to be that morning. Let me find it. It was Proverbs 16, one. And it says the reflections of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Mm-hmm. I remember I sent that to you. I said, this is simple, but powerful really made me think a lot this morning. And then when I and got that done writing night, that, that night, yeah. it was like everything that had been on my heart, God gave me the answer. And it's crazy. That is crazy. It's wild. So I hope, I hope that was worth the wait, gentlemen. No, it definitely was. It's, it's so funny how like he works. I feel like just in certain situations of, just stuff you're going through. right when you f- like right when it's in the thick of it he's there and you may not even ask for him to be there or even think that he's there at that moment he's right there to solve your problems or not maybe not solve your problems it's like um he's there and he cares and he's yeah like he's there to help you it's, i saw something the other day god did not clear the red sea for moses because he was trying to get rid of his problems but because he was giving him an avenue of where he was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. That sea will still be there. Mm-hmm. However, at that moment, he was dividing it so that he could take the path that he was supposed to take. Mm-hmm. Did you send me that? Well, maybe I, mean, I, I just with, saw it. Maybe yeah. John sent me that. I, I and that, that's one thing I said to Mal because I said, <laughs> Mal, like, I've been, I've been on my, you know, scriptures in the morning. I've been reading through Proverbs. I've been reading my Proverbs. I've been spending my quiet time. I've been praying. I don't feel like there's anything... I feel like it's just going one way, hmm. right? And she just said, honey, like all I can tell you is that happens sometimes. Like you feel like you're not getting answered because you're not getting it that day. But as you consistently do it, like God shows up when he's supposed to. Hmm. And it's not that God just shows up 
randomly because he's always there. But just like any great parent, like they let you fail. They allow you to learn. They allow you to grow. And it's not just like going to be like this helicoptering of like, no, 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 don't do that. Do this instead, you know, and, and really building that relationship. Yeah. It was just, just kind of one of those moments where you're like, right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. The first thing I thought of when you're saying that story is just like God's timing. It's like, yeah, that last year was so many ups and downs with all the newness and then like Mao's situation and stuff. And it's almost kind of like he's saying to you now, it's just like you and Mal are about to be back into that season of life again. Mm-hmm. And more so what we talked about on the last episode or the Mal episode, it was <laughs> turned Spoiler. In, yeah, <laughs> it was turned into a gift. Like you, you, her injury as bad as it was allowed y'all to spend that first year together a mm-hmm. lot more than what you would have. And that, hoping we have a smooth healthy season for all Mm -hmm. but going back to that season of life where y'all don't get that much time together and like it's about to be at that point with you and Mal both going your separate ways of like just the timing of it all it's like hey this is about to ramp back up I got you through that whole last year Mm -hmm. I'm guiding you this year as well Mm -hmm. so keep that in mind just wild man and the one thing that like I remember writing down last night that just really stuck out to me was the whole aspect of like normalcy. Cause I've been battling that a lot. Like we talk about this all the time. I'm just, what am I? I'm just a normal dude. Mm, and in a way I've convinced myself, like I'm normal. I want to be normal. I want to be here when in reality I've been called to this and I've been blessed with this. So instead of trying to be normal, I just, I am normal with how I live my everyday life and you know, the conversations we have and, stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that everything else has to operate in that same standard. And the one thing I wrote down that just really stuck with me was the same prayers that I've been praying and upset that I'm not getting answered. What if I don't take this next step that I feel called to do? What if that means someone else's prayers aren't going to be answered? And I said that may, and I even said, I said, that may be really prideful or egotistical or selfish that I say that, but what if me not acting in the calling that he's given me is not going to have someone else's prayers answered? Like maybe they are praying for, you know, the confidence to be themselves. But if I'm not confident, I'm not inspiring them to be confident in who they are or, you know, with some of the foundation stuff, if we're not taking that next step, then what if they're not receiving the blessings they're supposed to be? Because we're not holding up our end of the bargain, right? Mm. Like God's calling us to do it and he's willing to use us in that manner. But maybe someone else's prayers aren't going to get answered how they need to be if I'm not pursuing what he's right. calling me that's, to. You know what I mean? ripple effect. Yeah, and that's crazy too because like since the beginning of the year, uh, fasting and prayer has been weirdly in my face a lot. Like was talking to one of my coworkers about fasting a couple weeks ago and just like basically how the genesis of it is you're sacrificing earthly pleasures and, you know, removing toxins or whatever, and to be in a more spiritual way with God. And like in that with prayer and fasting is like, as you're sacrificing that for yourself, the the ultimate goal is to be praying for someone else that you're sacrificing something almost for their gain. And like, Mm -hmm. that's what, and I listened to, um, passion city this week and pastor louie 
whole sermon was about fasting and prayer. I'll Here read. it is. Yeah, I'll read some. I wrote some notes. I really like the way that he defined fasting because it's just like, I don't know, with kind of we're all into health and wellness and everything. And like it's been when I think of fasting, I know, you know, originally comes from the Bible and it was a, a godly thing, spiritual thing. But now our society looks at fasting a lot more like you're doing it for your health and wellness, you're intermittent fasting, you're getting the toxins out of your body that whatever. Um, but Pastor Louis defines it as, he says, what is fasting? It is simply creating space through the withdrawal from earthly appetites and an intentional and concentrated effort to access the things of God and God himself for satisfaction of the soul and supernatural breakthrough. I was like, that's that's preaching right there. That's, yeah, you're like, I mean, you're like denying self for, to make room for spiritual gain. And we talked about this with becoming a king and all that kind of stuff of like fasting is something that Jesus did. And if he was the only perfect person to ever live, and this is the blueprint he laid out, then there is a time in our life for fasting because it, it is training us to be able to deny fleshly, worldly, earthly desires for God and the Holy Spirit and everything to take up, to understand that that is our fulfillment, not eating, you know, right. and, and, and fasting can come in so many different forms, but right. to, to your point, like that's just, I mean, that's so spot on. Yeah. It was just crazy. It's just been like the last two weeks, it's just been like here and there and here and there and here and there. So I want to share that with y'all. I got a question for you boys and you can be as honest as you want to be but how do you view like Dansby you were talking about you've been praying and you know I don't know if you use the word frustrated or what you use when he's not answering those prayers but how do you view uh when you pray and maybe you're not getting the answers that you want how do you view that I think from like a human standpoint, frustrating is like the word just because we are imperfect and we want things now. And just go back to what we always say, God's timing is perfect and it's not our, always our timing. So I would, I mean, it is. And then you kind of have to humble yourself and be like in due time when, when it's, when it's meant to be, it's in his time. But as humans, we just get caught up and we get frustrated and we're like, we do it every day, every day, every day. And for us, you know, making sure we're consistent every day, but in the grand scheme, like two weeks of doing it over a lifetime is a drop in a bucket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, especially his spectrum of life as well. I think too, though, and Jan Gomes one actually told me this, um, when Mal and I were going through everything this season, he said, listen, man, like nowhere in the Bible does it say like, you can't be frustrated or you can't feel emotion or you can't be upset or aggravated or happy. Like there's nothing against those things. It just calls us to never lose faith and to take those feelings to him and letting him know like, Hey, I'm frustrated that you're not answering me in the ways that I'm wanting or expecting or whatever the case may be, you know? Um, so I think that in those moments for me, it's just tough because as an athlete, especially like you feel like if you're showing up and putting in the work, you get the results. And like you said, 
you almost have to go back and just say, and like humble yourself before God and, you know, not apologize, but be like, come back to the realization that his timing is right and trusting in that. And that's where the faith part comes in, you know, and trusting his next steps and going forward, even though if you can't see, but two feet in front of you. Um, but it's, it's, it's really hard. It's challenging. It, it weighs on you. And I think that that's why it's so important to have these conversations because if you're holding it all in, man, I'm, I'm telling you like, that'll eat you yeah. alive. And in a way it was eating me alive with certain things. Um, and finally getting those answers. It's like, it just reminds you of like, Oh, yeah. exactly. This is, you know, this was when out God was wanting me to have that answer. Yeah. And I followed the nudge, right? The multi, the three, he gave <laughs> three me or four. Nudges. I was like, he's, yeah. he, I'm stubborn, but he's more stubborn chasing after me. Yeah. You know, like he's going to pursue me at all times and at mm. all costs. And it's just, it was, man, it was just one of those things that thank, thank goodness he did for real. Cause yeah. I was just going to lay there all night until 1033 like, popped how many up. more flashes i need yeah <laughs> bro, how bro. about i don't flash how about i give you a bizarre one yeah look at and your then, phone well that yeah yeah that's crazy yeah i think the reason i asked that is because i think a lot of people get f- really frustrated when they feel like they're praying and praying and praying and they don't get what they're praying for and i'm not saying that this is right i'm not saying that because i've been in the same boat where i've been just super frustrated. I don't know. I don't know if it's frustrated or what the word is, but I think what, and I don't, I'm not saying this is the end all be all, but this is something that I've been doing for probably the last three years. And I think it helps me do it. So if you're listening and you feel like maybe you have this idea of like, well, what am I, what am I praying for? Like nothing I'm ever praying for is coming true. When I pray, I start adding the first off, I, we talked about this in previous podcasts. I try to thank him for everything, right? So us waking up, us having the ability to do this, us having the ability to drive our car here and not get in a car. Like that's all gifts he's given us. I think people forget that. They just expect that you're supposed to do that. But I add when I, after I'm done thinking and I, and I start, you know, praying on the couple of things that, you know, maybe I need help with or whatever. I always say, if it's your will. Like if it, yeah, like if it's within your plan, because if it's not within his plan, maybe the thing that I'm praying for is not the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes the best sign is no sign. Kind of like the best communication is almost silence. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think clarity and answers always come though. They do. They do. But you know, on his time. Correct. On his time. On his time. Maybe it is the thing you're praying for. It's just not the right time yet. Correct. You know? And and I think that in a way, once again, it goes back to humbling yourself. It's like, we act like we know more. We act like we know more than God. And he's just like, hey man, just trust me. Like I got this whole thing laid out for you Yeah. at the right time. Well, and I was going to, when you were telling your story, I, I just kept thinking about the story of uh, Jesus asleep in the boat in the storm and they're freaking out. Like, yeah, wake up, wake up, die, wake up. Dude. We're going to die. We're going to die. He was snoozing. He's he like, was he's like, <laughs> yeah. And he, he literally wakes up and I can like vividly see his face just being like, what do you worry? Like, do you not understand? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what he said? Do you yeah. He, he said, do you not understand like who I am? Again, I am like, what are you worried about? Like I'm in this boat with you. 
Correct, but when he's saying that, it's almost like I can see him looking at them being like, you know, you all are supposed to be followers and believers, but yet you forget. Like, if I am the creator of all, if I am the, you know, the son of God, like, I'm not worried about this little storm. Like, I can stop this right now. You know, what, you know what's crazy about that story, too? I've heard it, like, been uh, preached on. Mm -hmm. And an interesting point that was brought up was, in that passage, he's like, all right, let's get on the boat. So I've heard that passage uh, preached on before. And the interesting thing is in that passage, I'm pretty sure before the storm and everything, Jesus is like, all right, let's get in the boat. Let's go to the other side. Mm -hmm. And number one, it's like a like an actual physical illustration. Like we're going to the other side. Like we're taking this boat from this shore and so we're going one. to the other side. We're going to that one. And, but also figuratively of like, I'm going to transform and move y'all's faith from where you're at now to the other side, right? Like you're going to understand, fully understand who I am. And in that too, we forget like God's words are infinite. Like what he says lasts forever. There's mm -hmm. no ending to it. So when he says we're getting to the other side, you're getting to the other side. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so he wakes up and he's like, do you not understand? And it's so, it's so fascinating. Like do you don't understand. And he tells the wind and everything to just cease and it stops. It just gets sucked up. Like I can just see it. Like mm -hmm. it's a crazy storm and it's just gone. And then there's nothing but you hear probably a little bit of water and the boat hitting the water, you know? And I think that that's so important to just remember God's words are infinite. What he says lasts forever before our lifetime, after our lifetime, they last forever. And when he says you're going to get to the other side or when he promises that he will never leave you nor forsake you, like that lasts forever. And so whenever you're going through those times or prayers aren't getting answered or rough times or even good times, like just remembering that he's not leaving your side before, after, during, at no point ever. And those little things, like it doesn't make it, you know, t like less tough because it can still be tough depending on what you're going through, but you will get to the end. Mm hmm. And he's going to guide you the entire way. And that's kind of like getting to the other side. That's kind of a metaphor for life too, as you go from one season to the next or from your faith transitions, or just as you move through life, there's going to be rough waters and kind of how you handle that storm or how you handle those rough waters say a lot about you. I got, I mean, I have, I literally have it on my body, I tattooed on my body it says, remember who you are. And it's right under my Christian birthday. And because that's my foundation. So like that, well, you talked about, Hey, we wanted, to, I want you guys to think about some, something that's been on your, been on your mind. I've been having a lot of conversations with some people and just understanding like your foundation. And it's one, it is one thing to say, Oh yeah, Christ is my foundation. It's one thing. It's one thing to get in the boat with Jesus and be like, I got you. Yeah, let's go. Mm -hmm. But when stuff gets rocky, when things start going south, when you're not getting the prayers you're asked for, when you're getting frustrated, when it's all important to remember that foundation. Like I, I talk about all the time, like when, when things start going bad in my life, because everyone's human and everyone has bad times, good times, whatever, I go immediately back to my foundation. First one being the Bible and Jesus. And then my other foundations that are my family 
and then as silly as it sounds, like the gym, like the things that I know are going to build mm-hmm. me up and keep me going and strong. But it starts with Jesus because you cannot. And I feel like you can't. You can sit here and test, and you can say that like. People listening may be like, oh, yeah, well, that's really easy for him to say. But, like, I mean it. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I mean that to my core. Well, because the foundation, and we've talked about this on podcasts before, like, the importance of honest self-reflection, especially in moments like that, because we sit there and we all say, like, well, Christ is my foundation. But when you look at it, it's like, yeah, but is it on rock or is it on sand? Mm-hmm. You know, and being able to honestly say, okay, here's some adjustments I need to make in my life, in my foundation, in my, you know, routines. Are they actually growing me closer to develop that relationship with Jesus? Are they leading me astray? Am I actually, is my faith actually in baseball? Is my faith actually in my wife before it is in Jesus? You know, we talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Just the relationship with Jesus is the most important thing that we have. And he blesses us with a, you know, a wife, a spouse to, go through those things with because we are then called to love our wife as Jesus loves the church. Right. And so how did Jesus love the church? Well, unconditionally. And he served and he did all these things, right. Put the church before himself. And I think it's just, it, it just takes, like you said, that honest reflection to say, I'm a little off track. Let me go back to my foundation. Okay. My foundation is in Christ. It is in the Bible. It's in scripture. It's in, what God actually says. And then I can build from there into the other phases of my life. I want my cup to runneth over, right? Mm. I don't want to like, I want the part of my cup to runneth over to then influence and inspire everyone around me, even my wife, even my teammates, even my best friends, like whoever it may be. And it's so easy to sit here and talk about, but it's so important to constantly assess and go over and making sure that we're doing what we're called to be doing, which is why we're here doing this and mm-hmm. really putting a lot of effort into making sure that this is as meaningful and purposeful as it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, not straying away from why we actually do this. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, obviously us doing like the book and all the other stuff was so good just because it allowed us to like kind of honestly have our own little Bible study and to be, you know, honest with each other because if you read that book uh, from the jump, it's going <laughs> yeah. to challenge you. It gets pretty real. And you, but you just have to be honest with yourself. And I, I feel like if you're never honest with yourself, truly, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna make well, strides. Then, a lot of about what, what we talked about in the book too is just like getting uncomfortable, like having those uncomfortable conversations with yourself because mm-hmm. it's easy to go turn on Netflix and, not think or not you know just keep going on your day-to-day but how do you Hmm. you heard that uh interview with um mike tyson and i forget what boxer he's interviewing uh, where he's like i've seen some of your fights like you're a skilled fighter like you're you're favored by god and the guy's like oh my gosh like you know thank you so much and he goes but you need to understand when you're favored by god you're also you're also favored by the devil, mm. and the dude's like looking at him, and he's like, "Yeah, so yeah. yeah, like it's it's like you have to understand that. Not saying Netflix is the devil. Don't cancel me, but I'm just saying there are going to yeah. be things that pull you. Yeah, 
that you have to straight like you know get back on that path on that beaten path which goes back to the importance of fasting like we just talked about because that literally is helping the, you er- stay, the earthly continue to stay yeah, yeah. learning how to actually deny the self and from the earthly it's like, it's pleasures like, or the if you want to get stronger you train right like if mm-hmm. i want to max out on bench press which i do not do for anybody actually wants. we can tell yeah yeah <laughs> don't do that but if that if i'm wanting to lift get to a certain point i gotta lift Mm -hmm. to get there if i want to be better at denying myself and growing closer like that is and denying the earthly pleasures and yeah that's a way to pleasures and you got to do it you know mental toughness and want to do something Mm -hmm. and discipline Mm -hmm. discipline and consistency it's not you know we talk, it's not sexy. No, it's not. But being, cons- if you, I'm telling you, man. Easy. It's not easy. If you are can just consistent in life, you you will be so successful. You'll be shocked at how you surpass people. Yeah. Just show up. More and than half the battles. Just, just showing up. up. Show out. So. All right. Well, show up and eventually show out. Appreciate y'all boys listening to my story. Yeah. Good story. It's a good story. I'm glad we waited on it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Always. That's what we're that's what we're here for. Yeah. Hopefully there's some more throughout the year and we can yeah, continue having these. Kind of, it's almost like for all y'all that listen, this is this is conversations we have anyways, and we're just very thankful and grateful that we can bring these to y'all because it's what's on our hearts. We're hoping that we're inspiring y'all to have the same kind of conversations with your friends, with your family, your wives, your husbands, whoever. Um, coaches I mean anybody your community yeah just being able to show them and live differently as we're called to live and to pursue your passion in life and to really walk in unison with God and allow him to dictate your next move and to be able to trust in the plan that he has for you not just you doing what you want to do Um, because sometimes he calls us to things we don't want to do look at Moses and I'm not going to go speak to Pharaoh. I got a stuttering problem, dude. Like, I'm not going to. I got you. And we celebrate Moses and what he's able to do. And even Christ at times like, I don't want to do this, God. But if it's your will, I'll do it. And being able to get to that point in our walk and relationship with him, I think, is is key. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Peace. See you. You're.